Kitty, are you just going to scream? What's your deal? Are you mad because you have to poop? I still have some food. No, that's because he has to poop. Yeah. He'll figure it out. You gotta go to the bathroom? You know where it is. No. Make I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about? The Emperor's New Groove. <gasps> Yay! Another John Goodman animated one. You know I love a John Goodman animated yeah, yeah, one. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> oh. What? And Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Yeah. yeah, you were trying to figure out what the first se- one was. I was seeking for it. Yeah. Yes. He's in the bathroom screaming now. That's fine. <laughs> welcome. John Goodman is. Welcome to... <laughs> I was about to say, welcome to my life, to... kitty. <laughs> 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 yeah, the cat just, after he eats dinner, he really needs to go to the bathroom, and he doesn't want to, so he'll just wander around the house going, hey, <laughs> hey, and uh, then he'll go to the bathroom, and then he'll run around the house screaming about how he went to the bathroom, and he's upset about it. Yeah, just like you. I do. Listener. <laughs> Listener. <laughs> Nobody poops but you. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're talking about the Emperor's New Groove. We are talking about the Emperor's New Groove. That sounds great. Do we want to do plot or ratings first? Let's do plot on this one. I feel like we've done ratings a lot of late. Yeah, that's fair. Who would like to handle it? I think I did the plot on the last two Tom Cruise films. I could probably do it. Do it. Um, said with a lot of confidence. <laughs> well, I have a weird relationship with this one. Oh. Like, start n- with ratings? Okay. Uh, <laughs> now I want to start with ratings. Do go on. No, it's just like it, uh, we talked last time about like kind of like where your like relationship with animation kind of ended. Yeah. Oh yeah. The death of when your childhood. It, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, no, just like when you, when you became like too cool for school for it. Sure. You know? Sure. And like, yeah, the death of your childhood. This one, I when think, you went to home Depot for the first time, this one kind of, no, the first time you go to home Depot and have fun. Yes. That's the difference. <laughs> Paint swatches, um, toilets everywhere. Oh my God. You're right. I do have fun when I go and I never would have as a kid. Yeah. Because you have a vested interest in the things Listener, that are in your house. this is the sound of my heart breaking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. Home Depot's fun. <laughs> um, so it, it's like, it was of that like last guard for me of like, it was something that like, I was in, not encouraged to watch, but like, uh, like it I was for you. a fair amount because it was like, it was for me, but I was starting to get those inklings of like, you know, cartoons are for kids, like kind of thing, you know, and. Um, that I eventually outgrew, which is a shame because I think like if this had hit younger, I probably would have bought into it way more. If that makes sense. Yeah, I also like, feel like it's sort of got an uh an atmosphere to it that is meant for parents to enjoy it. Oh, almost yeah. more than yeah. kids. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I not mean, dirty you could or anything. Argue more but... or less, but yeah, it's definitely pandering to the parents in the way that some don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to make a movie with David Spade and not have it be. Just by nature, a little adult. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little gross around the edges. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a man who's never felt joy in his life. So. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, but uh, so it is um, the story of um, uh, an Incan emperor and one of his uh, subjects 
um, the emperor himself, um, in an attempt on his life, is transformed into a llama. Llama. Is it a llama or is it an alpaca? I think it's a it's llama, a llama. because llama? they talk okay. about alpaca later. Okay. Yes, it is a llama. Um, so he gets transformed into an into a an el llama, an el llama, <laughs> la llama, la llama, llama, llama. Um, Or if you're saying it uh, with the appropriate Spanish language uh, accent, uh, llama, llama, llama. <laughs> um, so he gets transformed into a llama by his uh, duplicitous advisor and like Yzma. court witch, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like. She's like the Jafar of this town. It seems like yeah. an odd thing to like have on the it payroll. Does, yeah, like, it does seem like this is multiple times in Disney movies. It's like, well, it's good to have an evil witch around just on the off ch- or evil sorcerer just on the off chance, you know, we need you're it. Like whatever. And it's like, everybody doesn't understand that they're an evil witch uh, generally. But in this movie, David Spade's like pretty clear. She's a spooky evil witch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I believe at one point he calls her horrifying beyond all belief. Yes. <laughs> Is like very clearly like he was. She was one of his dad's hires. Like, yeah. Yes, she's just like um, uh, the Rasputin of this town. The cat this is will end. running laps. Yeah. He is pooped. The smell will never end. But <laughs> he will probably settle down soon. Um. So his evil advisor Yasma. 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 Excuse me. Um. And her la- uh, affable dummy buddy. What is his trunk. name? Cronk. 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 Cronk, cronk, cronk. They uh, accidentally turned him into a llama when they were trying to kill him. Because the poison label looks like a little switched. skull, but the if you smush a llama silhouette down, it also looks like a little skull. Yeah, it looked like paper like had partially peeled off the bottom and scrunched down yeah. and turned into a skull when it and was she, meant like, to be a llama. pushes it back up and it's a llama. <laughs> <laughs> but all of her potions are pink, so... Uh, so he becomes uh, a llama and is otherwise disposed and uh, gets sent they into the countryside. The, yeah. yeah, Kronk is supposed Where, to kill him and feels bad about... No, or like loses him in a crowd or something. Like and then he winds up like it's tossed in a creek the, or something. Yeah, he winds up... Yeah. Most style yeah he winds up out in the country yeah where he comes across john goodman whose name is pacha Pacha. and his wife whose name is vivian pacha's wife (laughs) (laughs) um Uh. and he convinces him that he is the emperor and needs to be returned to the castle in order to be returned to power right but just before he got turned into a llama pacha came to the like palace His village the end uh well he got summoned to the yeah palace. he got summoned to the palace and the emperor said Cusco, the emperor said uh we're cutting the top off your mountain and i'm putting my like beach house there my like my summer home so, so get out get out yeah you're you're kicked out so he's got like no incentive to help him out at all but he does okay. through the promise of not having his house taken apart he, he basically is just like i'm gonna help you because i believe that there's like by being a good person, you'll become a good person and not yeah. do this. And then there's like the classic, he helps him and the emperor's like, I'm still not going to help you. But then there's a setback and you know, blah, blah, blah. Eventually. Yeah. Randy Newman song. Call it a day. Yeah. And they do dirty. <laughs> terrible is there things a Randy to Newman song? In this I don't movie? think so, but there no. is I don't believe one in monsters. Sink. No, there's not in this one. No, there isn't. There could still be like a Randy Newman song. Well, that's true. There's a Tom Jones it. song at the start. There's a teeny little Tom Jones guy 
who sings about how Cusco is the like the, the shit. The yeah, he's like the beginning. I didn't know that was Tom ending. Jones. That makes sense. Yeah, teeny little disco Tom Jones. It's great. It's just like, it's like a set the scene song, like the emperor is all powerful. That's what's happening in the Incan Empire right now. Yeah. Okay. To set the scene. Thank you guys for explaining the plot of this movie. To me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but then, yeah. You want to bring it home? Yeah. Oh, so they do it and they return in power and um, they kick the witch out of the, the castle. I think she gets turned into a squirrel. Something? Yes. A squirrel. Yeah. Is that my voice? <laughs> Is that my voice? <laughs> um, oh, and Kronk speaks squirrel. Yes. That uh, She might not get turned into a squirrel then. No, she She does. turns into a bunny. It's a little cute bunny. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And maybe. then she tries to kill him still as that a cute bunny. I don't think are endemic to the Andes. Not that I know of. <laughs> I would be surprised. <laughs> I don't know. She immediately uh, got eaten by a hawk. <laughs> um, or a snake. <laughs> or a snake. Or any number of creatures. Yeah. I bet llamas if they're provoked. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. You see deer eating like baby birds sometimes. It's rough. Really? Yeah. Oof. Opportunistic carnivores. Everything's an opportunistic carnivore. I mean, it's a good source of uh, calories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to rate myself on this, I'm going to say probably at like a six. I've watched it a lot, um, but again, like it just hit at that time when I was trying to like distance myself from like childish things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one that just like I don't have a good enough relationship with it that I ever like revisited it in adulthood, really. Fair. So. Oh, man. I would watch it with you. I would watch it again, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd say my rating is probably a seven. It's been a really long time since I watched it, but I used to watch it all the damn time. And I love it. I think it's very funny. <laughs> it's a very clever Disney movie that I thought was going to like resurrect their 2D animation because it's like so funny and so good. Uh, and it super didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also hit at, like a really unfortunate time too because it mm-hmm. came like right after like when Michael Eisner left. No, it was before Eisner left, but it hit when, like, they had had, like, Treasure Island, or Treasure Planet, Planet. and Atlantis, and all of those, like, post Both really cool design and not good movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this was them, like, trying to correct back into, like, the Renaissance stuff, but it, like, didn't hit in the same way. Man, it's a shame, because it was very funny. No. What's your rating, Darren? Uh, I'll give myself, like, a five. Uh, I had a similar experience as Damon where this was like just beyond like, oh, I don't watch animated movies anymore. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch it that much compared to a lot of other ones when I was a kid. And I watched it kind of recently, which probably bumps me up a little bit. Yeah. But um, I revisited it for this and watched it with my wife because she loves watching animated movies. So these are the ones I can always get her. And I was reminded how clever it is. Uh, comparatively. And it's just like, it's very nice and it it feels like a return to not taking itself that seriously. Mm -hmm. Like some of those Atlantis and some of those, they like got so into like, we have to make a great film that they take themselves very seriously. Yeah, when you hire Mike Mignola, you like, you kind of sign up for like kind of dark. Well, and like Atlantis wants to be an adventure movie. Yeah. Like it doesn't want to be like an animated movie. It hardly wants to be animated. Yeah. Um, It's fun it's real slim on most things yeah it's just it's got a lot of ground to cover it has a lot of ground to cover and it doesn't spend time doing anything else really no yeah i think i thought like the 
to com- talk about another movie entirely. <laughs> but like, I think like the like the character designs are so like rich and full, and yeah. then, like you don't get to know any anything of those, about them about them as people. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Atlantis Two is fine, but it's like got that I weird. Never saw it. Yeah, it's got that weird look of like they just did the paint bucket fill on all the characters to oh, keep yeah. it as fast as possible, like Mulan Two. Which is, again, it's not a bad thing. I just, like, I was reminded how much I liked it when they got back to the just, like... Yeah. Like, we're just playing around yeah, here. This folks. is a silly like, movie for fun. This yep. is about, like, learning how to talk about your emotions and, like... Yeah. And, and male like, friendship. Yeah. yeah, it's like, be a good person is good. Here's your moral. And, like, let's do some silliness on the way. And that's just fine. Yeah. Like... Love it. Yeah. And it's got fun colors. I think it looks cool. It does. It's a different palette. And it's nice to see them, like, I don't think they did a very necessarily good job with not appropriating a culture, but it's like, I wish they (laughs) set more movies in more diverse places, right? Like, you don't see many, well, until more recently, South American, Latin American fables. I don't know if this was actually an old-timey fable, but, like, even just stories set there. And you would hope they'd actually use their own tales, but even if they don't, at least set them there and, like, make that a thing. I'm trying to think of other ones. Yeah, it's Coco and End of List, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, Moana's Pacific, but not, Mm. like... Yes, I mean, South Pacific, sort of, but... Oh, there... There's a few other... They did, like, nothing, but there was those couple of, like, um, the other deals... Mortos. Um, oh, the one that Guillermo that, del Toro had a hand in that was from DreamWorks. Yeah. Well, there were like three of them that were all at the same time. Oh, that's so it was like there was like a DreamWorks one. There was like a uh, like a Sony one, and then there was another one, I think. Um, but they they all happened at the same time, and then like nobody cared about at all. Yeah. yeah. And then people said that Coco was like a rip off of that the one that Guillermo del Toro had a hand in, and the the two creators are like, no, they're in the same universe. And they like, like it when people put like fan art together and they've like made art, official art with each other's characters in it. I just and think it's That's great. fine and everything, but the other one didn't make me cry. Like, so. Did you watch the other one? No, it didn't. But Coco so, made me cry really yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. But I guarantee, I know what Coco did to me and it was rough. <laughs> well, I just feel like you could tell like a Pocahontas story or something like with Contisadors. Like there's just movies that could, stories that could be told here. It's a culture rich in like yeah. mythology that you could tap into. And you get the road really to El haven't. Dorado. Well, that's not yeah. really, it's more about the it's, two it's Spaniard more about guys. The, yeah, it's more about the Europeans than anything. But like, it's something, I think there's something to be said that, like, that is a big well to be mine. That and Africa, too. Like, I think that, like, there's, yeah, there's a, there's lot, of a stories. lot to be told. And a lot of, of land we keep, like, as an American culture, like, lumping them all together. And, like, that's South America. I'm like, that's a lot of countries. Yeah. yeah. Africa is a lot of countries. Yeah. As you would imagine, there were huge, totally large functioning empires on different parts of that continent at the same time, all existing, like yeah. in the same way that, you know, Rome and Egypt and other, like th- those things exist in different separate places healthily. And we could tell some of those stories, but man. Yeah. So this is a public call to let Disney and other animated movies not be so damn Eurocentric. Yeah. There's lots of cool stuff out there, but I like this movie. I think it's fun yeah, too. Uh, what are we talking about? We, did we do our ratings? Yes. We did. Okay. Do we do the plot? We did. We did. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So this one, there's, it's not that deep. Um, I'll freely admit because it's a kids movie, so they don't talk a lot about money. But sure. I was asked to talk about eminent domain. I was oh. searching deep for topics. Yeah. <laughs> These three were all a little light, but they're movies we all enjoyed, so I was into it. And then we'll get back to deeper, muddy ones at some point. Was it a light day at work, but not that light of a day at work? Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk a little bit about eminent domain. Yeah. Um, specifically, because, well, I guess we should start with what the heck eminent domain is, for those unfamiliar. My basic understanding of it is that if the government wants to build a road where your house is, they can offer you money to get you to move. But you don't have to take it, right? Ish. Okay. So the reason we're tying this in, as you would imagine, is because he's just annexing this land and taking this house. So we're kind of talking about that from a current day U.S. perspective with that work. Um, so eminent domain is the ability for the government to take your property uh, and use it. Which seems like it would violate... The Constitution, but that's it fine. is not. It is actually explicitly in the Constitution oh, that they are allowed proper, to do that. <clears throat> there are compensation or whatever. There are two caveats. One, it has to be for the public good. So it has to be something like building a road or what have you. Though there are, th- how far the public good goes is actually pretty broad. Oh, so mm-hmm. like if they are taking a bunch of abandoned warehouses and turning them into a like new revitalized district and your house gets swept up in that, even though it's not like a public good as in like a railroad or a road. It's just a bunch of new it houses. Can still qualify because they're revitalizing the area and they need your place as part sure. of that. They're so like take your tiny shithole and they're gonna turn it into fancy condos and that's all you can well, do about I mean, it. Yeah, basically. I mean they can do that though. Oh. Um and you have to receive just compensation. So does that just mean whatever the going rate is for your house? Pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a process by which they go for it, go through it. But yes, basically you can, so oftentimes they offer you something and you can negotiate and you can come to some agreement. But at the end of the day, if it is considered just fair, then you have to take it or not take it, but like they can, if they've offered just compensation, they can take what you have. Whoa. So you don't have to accept it. They'll still take your house. Yes. But I mean, why would you not? So this is like, like, I guess this also involves up if we're thinking about it, because this happens to him. He like holds out. That's a private company though. Yeah. They're like developing up. That's a private company that's bought all the land around him and he refuses to sell. Gotcha. That does not, again, the only thing that eminent domain works for is the government. Mm. Though the government can give that power to really anybody. You can actually give, the government can give a municipality or a private corporation the right to eminent domain someone. It just has to be, like the government has to say. Yeah, basically the government, it's the government's power to do, but they could say, we have contracted out uh exxon to build a pipeline from here to here to bring down the cost of gas in this disenfranchised area your house is in the way so exxon is paying you for your land and kicking you off using eminent domain damn well so what happens to people who like i mean the reason that they haven't moved or sold their house is because it's not worth very much like they get the amount of money that it's worth and then they can't buy something else potentially fuck Mm -hmm. i'll say it 
fuck. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to get offered just compensation. So that is the is. issue is if you think this area is going to be worth more in the future, but it's not yet, or something just like maybe there's a hurricane and it damaged your land or something, it's not worth as much as it would have been, all Too you bad. have to be offered is just compensation. That's so it. So if you stay in your house, are you like a squatter? Like, I mean, they'll tear it down around you. you. It will be illegal. Uh, so, I mean, they'll evict you is what they'll eventually do. There's like no way to, you can take it to court to challenge it. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes they try to avoid using eminent domain mainly because it's slow. Sure. If I truly wanted to take you to court about whether this thing is actually for the public good and whether the compensation is actually just and all that, I might lose all of that. Sure. Um, but it will tie you up for a year to maybe even three just to get through the whole system. And I imagine if you don't have the money the to move out of a small is, house, then you don't have the money to retain well, a lawyer. That's the problem is the problem is that they avoid eminent domaining people who have the ability to fight it. But, but disenfranchised so it gets people. people. It gets routed through the disenfranchised who don't yeah. have the capacity to tie you up in courts for years in a hopeless yeah. case in the hope that you'll do exactly what you would then do, which is say, fine, instead of fighting you in court for three years, I'm just going to go somewhere else and do it around you. What the fuck? Yeah. So, wow. We really bone poor people in this town, in this town, in this country. Correct. Yeah. And this town. Are, however, other uses of eminent domain. Okay. Eminent domain is not restricted to physical property. Oh. You can take someone's copyright... Oh. Patent, trade secret, any property is eligible for eminent domain. Whoa. Does civil forfeiture fall underneath eminent domain technically? Mm, give me an example. Uh, so like you are pulled over and in the process of like, uh, like investigating you for an assumed crime, the police officer takes $2,000 that you have in the back seat. Oh, no, um, I don't think so. No, okay. I don't think that counts as eminent. There's that no sounds illegal. Good there. That's not illegal? Uh, it's not illegal. Um, it is something that certain municipalities have been really bad about in the last, like, 10 years, and th- there's been a lot of people trying to figure out how to rein it in, maybe. Yeah. Oh, boy. But that is not technically eminent domain. Okay. That's, I think, some other, like... I just didn't know if it would be under the umbrella sort of, legal of code. That, yeah. No, I don't think so. Douchebags being um, douchebags. But it's basically, it, that is basically to like, it, it's to like, uh, like take the wind out of the sails of like a drug dealer or something. If right. Like, if you can take all their money. If you can't like, prove that they have drugs, but they have. But you have all this money somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's very suspect, especially when it happens to like very innocent people. Um, but I, example of eminent domain that I do know about is that um, Cards Against Humanity actually purchased a bunch of land along the U.S.-Mexico border. Oh, yes. Um, that they are sitting on eagerly awaiting... Eminent domain to eminent come and get them. domain to come and get them so that they, so can, they can take it, it to it court. court. Oh. Yeah. And I do remember theory, we, like, contributed to that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think it was part of their, like, Their, uh, like, Christmas thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, in theory, and again, the argument there would be that in theory you would take it to the courts arguing that is a border fence truly for the public good. Right. That would mm. probably be the argument under which you would try to fight that claim of like, how does that actually help the public? And I mean, some, depending on your political views, you believe it do it does or it doesn't, but like well, that's, the Supreme court that we have right now, yeah, we'll lose. But that's the point is like, that's what you tie them up 
for years in the hopes that, you know, in our current political cycle in two years, we potentially have a new president and then that project gets defunded or, def- you know, and it doesn't on, happen. In- and then it just never happens in the time. I mean, he's been in there, what, two and a half years and hasn't built a single mile of fencing yet. So like, <laughs> it's almost like that was never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they can take things like, um, like a, a patent, for example. Let's say we got in a military conflict mm-hmm. and they needed something that Boeing has that doesn't crash. Um, Yikes! Sorry, there it is. <laughs> I just, Boeing came to the top of my head and I was like, ooh, Boeing, whoops. Topical. Um, or whatever it is, right? <laughs> no, for real. Um, that might be a, a technology they need to build the next generation of fill in the blank. Uh, they could take that from Boeing. They'd have to compensate them same way they would an individual, but you can take pretty much pretty much anything. So what if uh, all of a sudden the United States decided that instead of the Star Spangled Banner, uh, we wanted, like, I'm proud to be an American to be our, like, national anthem. Would we be able to, like, eminent domain that guy who wrote that song? If you could if make you could the proper argument for, the for it. Good. The and you'd have to compensate them. Oh, yeah. Um which would be, I mean, there would probably be some court cases there to determine what is an appropriate level of compensation for something like What's that. What's a song worth? But that... absolutely. I mean, again, if you can say, if you can legitimately say it's for the public good for some reason and provide proper compensation for it. And again, the public good, you have to make a public good argument to use eminent domain. Sure. It's in the Constitution. You have to do that. But if nobody's fighting it, you can probably get pretty loosey goosey. Like if you go to him and say, "Hey, the government sure would like it." I'm going to give you six billion dollars, and here's the reason: it's the public good. If he's like, "Okay," then it's <laughs> probably not going to. I mean, someone else, I guess, could sue for some reason, but like it probably wouldn't be an issue. It's just more when you say, "Hey, Dan, I need your house," and I go, "Why?" and they go for this, and I go, "Yeah, we'll see about that." Fuck off. I hate um, that you chose that as the example. No. I'm so sorry. Is this stuck in your head now? No. Well, kind of, but also like I despise that song. It's a bad song. Uh, a, because it's a bad song. B, because my sixth grade teacher made us listen to it every day at the beginning of class. Because um, she preferred it to I be the American anthem. never had a public education like official who sowed more seeds of civil disobedience than that woman. <laughs> That's what said David about a life of crime. act. <laughs> No, seriously, I could imagine that. My grandmother had a, my Grammy had a, a teddy bear that would play it when you like squeezed it. And at first, I, like I kind of used to like that song because it was it's fine. And then like the more you listen to it, you're like, oh, what a treacly nothing of a song. And coming out of a patriotic teddy bear makes it even worse. There are 180 days in the American school year. I'm and so sorry. It was <laughs> among the most torturous things I've ever experienced the in my life. The whole song? Every day? The whole song. Every day. Right after we got done saying the Pledge of Allegiance Jesus in the morning. Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, but, so one other thing I should mention, one way to potentially not bone someone is eminent domain is often for, so it's not restricted to the thing's current use. It's restricted to its best use oh. when it comes to valuation. Oh, so, okay. for example, if I bought a bunch of land intending it to be an orchard mm-hmm. and then it got eminent domain before my trees started producing i could probably be compensated as if it wasn't for the full full because that is its best use or if i maybe like you have a shack on a large tract of land you get paid for the potential of the land you could argue that okay Uh, and that's 
legal under the law. If I bought a, a plot of land across the street that's zoned for six apartments, but I hadn't built them yet, you could argue it. That's it is worth, worth the rent of six apartments right. or whatever. Yeah. Now, um, do you need like a lawyer to argue that? Or are poor people still boned if they can't obtain like... Uh, that I'm not sure of. Okay. It probably depends on how ethical the lawyer doing the eminent... The, the company, lawyer, government doing the ethic... Doing the eminent domain is. Sure. And how yeah. aware of the law people are. In theory, if you if they didn't offer you that and you wanted to challenge it, yes, you'd need a lawyer. Okay. But I don't know... I just don't know the ins and outs the, the, like, on the, the first ground offer. specifics enough to know if they would come and say, it's zoned for this, here's what it is. Or if they'd say, well, you paid a million, we'll give you a million, and try to just, like, bullshit their way Well, through. I was kind of wondering that with some of the more ethereal things, too, of, like, you know, you are... Like, how do you evaluate something that could theoretically give you income indefinitely? I mean, you, know? you probably yeah. do a discounted cash flow, which yeah. is something they use to value stocks, where you just say, okay, I'll value it as if it gives you a dollar now until forever, but dollars in the future are not worth as much as a dollar now, so I'll kind of heavily weight the dollars now, and eventually, in this model, a dollar will be worth so little just between inflation and not being able to use it, whatever that like, it just becomes it, like, a, a rounding out. error basically. Sure. Where okay. It's like, okay, from now and for the next 30 years, add up all those dollars and it's worth $60. And then the tail is worth two more. So I'll pay you 62 bucks or something like that. Right. Okay. okay. Um, is a way they actually, you can value companies and one thing they do. Things that would persist. Indefinitely. Yeah. Persist okay. indefinitely producing cash. Well, I wonder like, if you could argue, like, if they did do the Proud to be an American as the national anthem, if you could argue, like, the lost royalties in, like, it suddenly being played at, like, every sports game well, or that's whatever. What I'm, that's what yeah. I'm saying of, like, best use in theory. You might be able to argue that it would receive more listening, more, like, plays because it would become this national symbol and therefore should be worth more than it would otherwise, otherwise be, be. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, it's just a two bedroom house right now, but six months from now, it's about to be a railroad. And that so railroad is the railroad's expensive. worth a lot. Um, <laughs> How much that railroad worth to you, governor? There are, however, so we immediately, because of who we are, went to these shitty ways that the government <laughs> bones poor people, but there are some cool things that have been done with eminent domain. What did it do? Nice. TVA, um, right? What? Tennessee Valley Authority. I don't, right. I don't know what that is. It's uh, it's a system of dams in the Tennessee River Valley. Watch oh. your mouth. That <laughs> create that weird generated a weird. That was a weird <laughs> laugh too. I don't know why I did that. Um, it generated uh, a ton of electricity that basically like uh, modernized the American South. Um, Whoa, that's very possible. Okay. Bring them out of um, uh, the Great Probably. Depression. Wow. Yeah, that's very possible. Probably was done with them in a domain. Not the example I found, but yeah. I feel like the depression, like to get out of the depression, there was a very like heavy handed government to yank us out of that. There well, yeah, that was called yeah. the New Deal. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know. Maybe a green one would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so things they have done that are cool. They uh, eminent domained some of uh, the Battle of Gettysburg land because oh. a company wanted to build a railroad on it and they basically wanted to preserve it as a historical oh, landmark. Cool. So they eminent domained it. That's cool. And now to this day, a bunch of dudes can pretend that they're in the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, they can play dress up and then... And then uh, pretend to die on top of the bodies of actual dead people. Correct. <laughs> um, it is used to prevent dumbasses from dying. Um, so they eminent domained some (laughs) land in Pennsylvania because there was an underground mine fire and a bunch of people believed that they were not in any danger and they were like, 
no, you're in serious danger. Get out. Some people still live there. That's fair, but uh, definitely illegally, I imagine. I'm sure because it doesn't. It's not a town anymore. Like yeah. it, they revoked its town license. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean that. Yeah, it's township. Yeah. It's township. Uh, they um, either live there illegally or. At the time when they eminent domained it, it wasn't a danger, and maybe now it has since like spread and become a danger. Who knows? Yeah, but. that fire will probably be going long after humans are gone. Yeah, because it's a coal mine that it's just gonna burn forever. Yeah, Centralia is weird. You can go there, you're not supposed to, <laughs> but the the like road on the way in is just like I've never seen graffiti on a road, but like that's like it's covered in graffiti on huh. the way in. Yeah, and that the 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 road is all cracked up, and if you're not very careful, you could fall into a pit of fire, so you have to be kind of uh, judicious about how you walk around, and you shouldn't drive through it. But um, So they used eminent domain, though, to get some of the stubborn people off that sort of land that's a good to choice. Like, help themselves. And then they've actually used it to help the poor on occasion, which I know sounds Whoa. rare, but like in Hawaii, they that Hawaii was basically owned by like a 7% white minority, some years ago, and they actually eminent domained a bunch of their land and gave it back to the native, native, native peoples. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Because uh, Hawaii got super stolen. Yep. It shouldn't be a state. And I mean, it probably but... still is more stolen than you'd like to, but they definitely Robin Hood, Robin Hooded some of the land with eminent domain, basically. Oh, that's good. Uh, and that was like one of the landmark cases of like, hey you help an individual is that truly helping the public good but because it was a program a systematic program of doing it they decided it was for the public good despite maybe again like i said this can go either way of like my specific contribution doesn't help the public but overall it does it is meant fuel to the do public good a thing that helps the public gotcha sure. wow that is cool they probably could stand to do that a little more i hear that a lot of uh Native Hawaiians can't afford to live in Hawaii still. Yeah, I mean, that may very well be true, and, and who knows. But, um, but yeah, it was originally, or not originally used for that, but it was used for that. That's cool. At one time, so. Okay, so not all bad. Yeah. But none of that matters for this movie. <laughs> because where culture, uh, and this is actually one of, like, the fundamental tenets of Western culture is, like, individual property rights which is not a thing all cultures have and you know i think was i think and listeners don't correct me if i'm wrong because i don't care <laughs> uh, don't write into us at make believe money podcast at gmail.org i think com. it was part of uh, a hammurabi thing actually i think individual like property rights was one of their was one tenets. Of the code of hammurabi yeah Whoa. i do think i mean it's like a fundamental tenant maybe it's a, a latin thing roman thing but i think it was further back than that I'd believe it. But not all cultures obviously have that or had that at this time. And, and certainly so, dictatorships probably. Uh, I yes. was going to say, I think anytime you slap the word empire in front of it, it becomes a lot less. Um, a yeah, little, little less about individual tenant. rights. Yeah. yeah. When there's one person who is considered divine, they generally don't have to comply with individual property rights uh, until they fuck with them so much that. That everybody somebody's the rich, yeah. (laughs) Or until there's just enough drought, you know. Yeah, and we're like, ah, you're not God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Until you promise rain every day for a week and it doesn't come, and we go, wait a second, maybe you don't control the rain. That's why we have taken down seven different weathermen (laughs) this year alone. (laughs) Don't you promise me rain? (laughs) This, I would just love them to promise us not rain. Yeah, right now. Uh, listeners, this is from the f- the past. You're here in the future. 
Uh, hopefully it stops raining by the time that you get this podcast. But um, Since it's rained for a week straight. Yeah, it's a little dreary in Chicago, and I think we're all getting like seasonal depression just from like not having enough sunshine. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. So, uh, eminent domain. A thing I didn't know much about, actually. There you go. Thanks, Dan. Is there anything else about eminent domain? This is the same uh, property they use, like, if you were marching an army through the countryside. Yeah. Like, if you were to just be like, hey, we need to, like, rest in your basement, and you need to feed us and clothe us and send us on our way. That's eminent domain. Yeah. Would you have to be paid for, like, mm-hmm. the costs of... Oh, okay. Because Although, during the Revolutionary War, they didn't pay anybody that, and they were like, that's not fucking cool. The yeah. British, anyway. I don't know, probably the American side, too. We were kind of shit. But that's heads. one of the reasons it was on the Constitution, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know that you'd have to be paid before they like left, but basically I'm sure they'd give you like a, here's a government here's IOU. IOU. Here's a coupon. <laughs> like go, go call up the local treasury department and get your compensation for whatever was taken. You can redeem these for bottomless mimosas at TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've also eminent domain did. <laughs> these TGI Fridays are for the government now. They were serving food and we decided it was for the public good for them to stop that. To don't do that anymore. Thank government, it's finally done. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, any, any more thoughts about this movie or your feelings about... Well, you haven't gotten to the thing. Wait. What thing? That that's it. That's all we domain? have. Oh, that's all. We're I not. was just asked to talk about <laughs> eminent domain because they oh, take over this house. It's man, a weak I connection. Our, I hope our listeners don't feel like, <laughs> like they I mean, do. They didn't do they a thing. Do. This episode was nothing. <laughs> no, it's a short one, and and it was a loose tie to be sure. But I really did want to talk about Emperor's New Groove because I just think it's a sh- silly movie, and I couldn't think of anything else financially related to it. Maybe like he gets offered like a thousand silver. Rattles or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. No, but if you had a, <laughs> if you had potions that could change people into anything, it feels like there's a way to monetize that that they are not utilizing enough. Like, I mean, hey, I got turned into an octopus. Can I go home? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anybody else want to go home? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though. <laughs> oh, but don't eat people. Don't turn them into anything that you just want to eat. Is it still eating people? Yes. Is it? That's why I'm vegan now. <laughs> Just now. Just now. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, that is why certain religions are mostly vegetarian. Yeah. If you believe in reincarnation, you're kind of always eating people. Yeah. If you eat meat. Yeah. Well, I mean, arguments to be made about plants. Can you reincarnate as a plant? I don't know how that works. I don't know. I mean, uh, debatable about like plant consciousness, but... I think if they knew, I think if those cultures had an awareness or a definition of life that included plants and other fauna, uh, flora, flora, excuse me, um, I think that they probably would have included them. Or they would have, and then they would have starved and all died out like the shakers. Except the shakers didn't die out because they didn't want to eat plants. They died out because they didn't want to touch parts. Correct. So. I imagine you start making some concessions after a certain level of consciousness. <laughs> like, but nobody's going to be reincarnated into this corn. <laughs> I'm just going to eat this corn because for sure it's not people. Yeah. This corn, it's we're people. all sinners in your last life. <laughs> it's, people. it's people. I feel like, if anything, corn is definitely people. Like, feed corn is. Yeah, and like people oh, no. are corn, so corn is people. The other way around. The feed corn is the sinners. Yeah. Feed corn's nasty. It's gross. Don't eat that. 
eat the things that eat it. Oh, God. When you put it like that. Yes, it is a very inefficient way of getting calories. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. Hey, everybody, try being vegetarian. Eat bugs. Eat bugs. Uh, bugs is fine. Bugs are very much more efficient my, on a meat scale. One of the bosses at my office brought back a bunch of, like, mealworms or, like, actually don't, they're, like, wood eating worms from mm-hmm. Thailand that are like, you know, like roasted and whatever. And they just, Ooh boy, they have legs. <laughs> I just think, make them I think, into a chip and I'd eat them. Yeah. Like if you make it like grasshopper flour, I'm all about it. And yeah. like, and in some this- bugs I feel like I could eat just as they are like a grasshopper. I don't know that I'd have a problem with or like ants, but like I'd even these are those worms. Clip, those cliff bars they get in Snowpiercer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the weird jelly belly. The grasshopper is so big. They like, are big. I bet they'd I be kind of juicy. Like two bites and then swallow. By the third or fourth bite, I think I'm thinking about what I'm eating, and that's what wigs me out more than what I'm actually eating. I will say, when I was a little kid, my mom used to get like condensed juices, like the frozen cans, and she made one of apple juice, and I poured a glass out for myself and took a big old sip, and there was something in the apple juice, and I bit down on it, and it was warm and sweet, and it was an ant that I bit in half. Mm. So ants... Taste fine, but they are horrifying to eat. <laughs> it was one of the big black ants. Yeah, like I said, in general, I don't have any problem with eating bugs. Just like, I'm an American. I want my food processed. Process yeah, my yeah, food yeah, process so I don't my see food. what it originally was. Yeah, take its stupid face off and then... I don't want to see the pig's face when I eat pork chops. Same deal. I don't want to see the bug's legs. Just turn it into some sort of meal or something. Like I bet that would make an impossible burger taste like a burger again. You know, like there's something Putting missing from an like, impossible burger. Uh, like, like, like bug meat in it. Some it's, sort of protein in it. Yeah. It's fat. Yeah, you're probably right. It just needs it needs something to bind it to like. It's hold got it like together. coconut oil in it, but that's in not enough. And then bind it in the darkness. <laughs> um, One burger to rule them all. <laughs> not um, that burger though. Pea protein makes my tongue feel weird. I've only ever had P-E-A. one, so it did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the protein from pea also makes my tongue feel weird, but I've not tried but it. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> What were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying, I've only had one, and I I think I it was just a, a texture thing. You can get them at Epic Burger. Oh, can you? Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. Get them. Isn't Burger King doing Burger like a limited oh, really? amount Burger of King, them? <clears throat> Burger King wants to have them uh, nationwide by the end of the year. Oh, you can get some at the um, White Castle up the road. They do impossible burger sliders. Really? Yeah, isn't that weird? That is not a thing I would have bet on White Castle to have. No, they also did something the also, other day. Also, White Castle's burgers aren't meat to begin with. No, so I what know. is the impossible burger? They're like burger? weird marinated newspaper. <laughs> I, and to be clear, I love White Castle, but I only eat it about once every two years because that's I all think your that's intestinal the amount, handle. I think that's the exact amount that's I the amount of time it takes and for the stay blood alive <laughs> yeah, like, I think if I eat it's I think if I eat it one year and 364 days before my last one I will drop dead immediately <laughs> they had some advertisement on their like I love walking by their like weird like sign out front because sometimes it'll just say like cheesecake bites are back and I'm like why do you have that <laughs> You're only supposed to have teeny burgers I have to buy 15 of before I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. Also, at Valentine's Day, they take reservations for tables, know. which is And I've asked okay. my wife every year, and she's never said yes. Aw, we'll take you. She does not like White Castle <laughs> because she's smart. That's fair. It is a, it is a, a smart it's choice. Garbage food for garbage people. Eyes. Because she has <laughs> eyes and can taste things. <laughs> <laughs> because her body gives her those warning signs when it's eating something that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Poison. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. As always, thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Catch her on Spotify or wherever you find your finest tunes. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Email us your future ideas for episodes, because like I only can think about this deep for each episode. <laughs> <laughs> Believe Money Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you know what? We'll see you next time, you lucky bastards. <laughs> okay, bye. Unless they eminent domain us and take us off the air for it's the public fair. good. For the public good. <laughs> what do you think the compensation would be? Don't answer. No, Turn not, it off. Turn it off. Don't answer. Right. <laughs>